ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terramaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Bryce Ford, I want to say, hey, man, it was really awesome to meet you in Ohio at Briarcliff. And thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, no problem, Leonard. Thank you for having me. It was super cool uh, doing the the live interview at Briarcliff with uh, me and the top five riders in the, in the pro ATV class. It's something I've never seen done. And to be involved in something like that is super special. So thank you for getting me on the show again. And I appreciate it. And I'm super excited to see the questions you have for me. And hopefully I can give you some good answers. I know you will. Um, let's get into Daytona before we go too deep into some of the other stuff. You were in second. Well, you were in third. And then unfortunately, Brandon had an issue that that gave you second. What happened on the last lap? Yeah, so just going into Daytona, I really had only been riding for about two or three weeks prior to that. I just wasn't sure if if I wanted to race anymore, just because for me, it's still a hobby. Um, I enjoy racing. I don't do it for the money or anything else, but to um, just just the thrill of it and give back to the people that have helped me. Um, and I just, just wasn't super sure about racing this year. I was having a lot of fun just doing some other hobbies of mine. Um, but I came into Daytona, just clear minded, ready to, ready to race and just have fun in the heat race. I didn't, didn't do too great from what I can recall. Um, but in the main event, I was excited. I wasn't nervous on the gate. I knew I'd been in a couple, couple of these situations before. Um, and unfortunately it had rained that morning and the start was super critical. So I lined up inside and um, got a decent jump and just just hugged the inside and didn't let anyone pass me. Um, but Joel and Brandon were in front of me and uh, Brandon was riding really good and Joel was, Joel was following his lead because you just couldn't pass. And um, everything was going right. And, and I just got a little, little, uh, little tired little complex with where I was at and I, I fell off unfortunately on the last lap with about probably 25 seconds ago um but it wasn't all necessarily bad for me because it, it teaches me that that you just can't be lazy on the last lap and just get away with with riding lazy like that so it, it was good for me um in a sense of going to the next race I wanted to train hard and uh prove the people that 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 was a fluke deal, but it definitely sucked a little bit. I've never got on the podium at Daytona, but, but it's all good. 
when you mentioned that racing's a hobby for you, um, at, at the speed you travel and as good as you are at it, is it something that you think that it's going to change where you're going to make it a, a goal to create a career out of it? Um, so the more I think about it, I'm, I'm just not sure on how many years I'll be able to do this. Um, my parents have been very generous and have, have covered my racing for, for a lot of their life. And I, I respect that. Um, I just, I've just, at this point in my life, I take it weekend by weekend, pretty much day by day, but, um, I'm just going to go get through each year. This year is going good. I got selected for the nation's race. So that's definitely some excitement. And, um, I know I need to be the best that I can be there. So, um, I just, I just need to focus on where I'm at. It's a hobby, but it's also a job for me. I, I don't, I couldn't tell you how much money I get per race. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about, um, just, just performing for the people that help me. There's, there's a lot of people that, that go out of their way and do a lot of things that, that they don't do for others. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. And, and I'm not, not going to quit until I get what I want. And, um, that's to win a pro AMA title. Um, just a big reason to that is, is my Nana is a big supporter in our racing. She doesn't fund the racing at all, but, but she comes to the races. She's, she's close to 80 years old. Um, and just, things like that truly mean a lot to me and I don't want to give up until I feel like I'm satisfied with, with the situation that I'm in. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good reason to keep fighting for fighting forward, you know, and, and keep moving forward. You worked yourself all the way into third and in points. How did you get that done with some of those really, really bad mud races? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good, good point there uh georgia was solid i got a decent start and just rode my race um unfortunately ironman in my personal opinion was was unraceable conditions and just no one really should have finished but but some people were fortunate enough to finish so i didn't do too great there um but just just third overall i've i've put my head down i've i've put in the years of work and and just my mental game this year is a little bit stronger and I'm just riding to race, um, and just enjoying it. So I, I definitely think that, um, I should be in the fight for third every weekend. Um, I would definitely like to start giving Joel and Chad a hard time that's in the works. They're, they've just really been riding good. Um, but, but I'm definitely super excited. I try not to focus on third too much because then you can end up in sixth, seventh, I just want to try to get a good start and maybe be in front of Joel and Chad for a couple laps or the whole race. Well, the group that that you're fighting with from third to seventh, there's some stout competitors there. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that's pretty crazy to me because a lot of people sleep on like Jeffrey Restrelli because he had one or two bad no, I wouldn't even say bad years. He, it just, he needed to find himself again. And before that, Jeffrey Restrelli was, was running with, uh, the front guys. He was leading some races. Um, and just Brandon Hogue, I think he's a, 
uh, just uh, an amazing rider. His talent is crazy. Um, and just his race craft is, is very good. Nick Janusa, just Max Linquist, all those guys are super solid. Um, I just mentally have to put myself that, that I'm better than them. I work just as hard, if not harder and everything will work out. Um, but you can definitely help yourself out by pulling a good start and then just trusting your cardio and, and just riding your own race. And that's what I try to do every weekend. And it's been working pretty good this year. We've had a couple unfortunate races like Ironman, like I said, and then sunset, I was just a little off pace, but, um, it's been going good. Briarcliff was super fun for me. Um, just, just been having a lot of fun, just trying to stay focused each race at a time, not look at the big gaps in between races or anything too crazy. And you're in Pennsylvania training right now or training with another rider. Yep. So I'm at, at Dominique. I don't know how to say his last name properly, but I'll just say Chioka. Um, he has, <laughs> he has three tracks at his house. Um, we've been riding here on the weekdays. I went to Malvern last weekend. It's a local, um, series they have, which is, is, it's really cool for me to go back to a local because that's, that's to be honest with you, where I started, we started at locals in Texas and that's what I ran for a long time. And then even when we first started nationals, we ran some locals. So it's cool to see the local people show the local people and the, and the local dirt bike guys, like the quads, you know, the quads still have it. I would just like to make the series, the, the sport and that series grow. So if I can go there and support a local series, that's definitely what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I've just been having a lot of fun lately, just riding, focusing, working out, um, and just, just enjoying it all. When you're on the road like this, how do you, other than ride what is your training schedule? Uh, so that was tough. Like in years past, it was all over the place. Um, but now I pretty much, this is, it's, it's a hobby still, but I, I want to do good and I don't want to see a, a different performance if I'm on the road or at home. So I go to a planet fitness, um, wherever I'm at, cause there's quite a few locations and, um, I do my, my scheduled workout and then I just go from there. I have a Wahoo for my, for my bicycle. So I ride it in the, the RV in controlled climate. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty good. Leonard, uh, previous years haven't been the best, but since I've gotten a little bit better and smarter, um, we've been staying on the same schedule. So there should be no, no excuses for, for any, any race scenario I'm in. You talked to me a little bit about, or you've mentioned a little bit about your mental game. Um, as you get further into your pro career, do you see the mental growth and the stability coming? Yeah, for sure. I even see it when I practice. Um, I have a bunch of confidence when I practice and, and that's just something that I I've been working on to grow as a racer and it just takes time. Really. Um, I came in my first year, I didn't really expect much. So it was pretty nice. I would just drop the gate would drop and I would hit the throttle, but Second year was definitely a little bit of a struggle, but now it's just, I need to work on, um, being better and, and knowing I'm just as good as those, those front guys. Um, it just, just came with time and just riding. Um, this year, I would say I've really, really connected with my bike and just, I trusted in different situations, which in years past, I've just sort of rode the thing. 
and um just just learning every day just adjusting my own shocks um tire pressure you can change it a pound here there um just being in tune with the the atv has helped me a ton uh mental game because i can make gearing changes you know just any little thing um so i'm definitely getting there i just feel like it's a time thing um hopefully here soon i'll be be ready to you know go at it with joel and chad but it just takes time and i understand that it just it's hard to just say it takes time and just ride it out i want to be up there right now and and that's the goal and that's what i've been training to do so it's going to come um i just need to stay with the program i've seen the progress we've made um so it, it it's definitely definitely coming i just need to stay true to what i'm doing and it'll all work out how old are you i'm 20 oh so you're still super young like max yeah max is i think if i'm right he's 19 he's a year younger than me and um right on the cusp of each other yeah it's it's always been cool like when i first started nationals he i think he started the same year as me or a little bit before and he was always in the younger younger class and and we used to work together his dad my dad just with little parts on those cvts and and then we went back and forth at it in 250s and and he was a year younger so he he stayed on him a year longer um and then he started working with chad and it's just cool to see that that we've made it um just knowing he's a good kid and and his family's great uh it's it's pretty cool to see because I've raced a lot of people and, and not everyone makes it. So it's cool to see that, that Max Linquist and, and myself are going at it. That is pretty cool. Your first year was on Hondas. Yep. The first time that I seen you ride on a Honda, I thought you were Joel Hetrick. <laughs> yeah, that's the Honda was definitely a good I, machine. I, mean, I can no, it, it was, you were in second. You were all over Chad and Joel was behind you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they met, that may have been Texas. I, or, oh no, Pleasure Valley. It might've been Pleasure Valley. Yeah. It, it was, it yeah. was incredible. And that, and I think I talked to you about it the first time you were on the episode, but I watched that video probably 15 times before somebody pointed out that, Hey, that's not Joel. Yeah. No, on the Honda, <laughs> like, like with the Honda, I, I definitely, I definitely rode really well. Um, and I, I definitely think Honda is a great bike. I just feel like at the end of the race, the fuel injection with the heat and just riding for 25 minutes, it, it definitely is a little bit more beneficial and the geometry of the frame helps a little bit in the rough stuff. Um, but, but I definitely respect Brandon Hogue. He's been making that Honda work. He's, he's, you know, he's put me through the ringer a couple of times, but I feel like at the end of the day, Yamaha for, for me to advance in my career and, and stay on a bike that's progressively getting better. I think Yamaha is definitely the way to go. Do you think that the transition from your first year being on a Honda to your sophomore year, which was a little rough, you said on the, on the transitioning to the Yamaha? You think that has yeah. something to do with making it a little rough, getting used to that bike? Yeah, I definitely think it was rough. Um, just my second year in general, I, I didn't think it would be worse than the first year just because I was 
you know, not, I wasn't nervous on the gate, but I was like, I've never raced these guys. So it's, it's something completely different. And there's 20 guys or 15 guys that are going for the start. They're not going to let out. Um, and I've never had that in my racing career. I've always had like three or four solid guys. So it was definitely a little bit different, but my second year, the, the hardest part was, is just going in there. And I expected myself to do, do good. And I expected myself to get this place. Um, but the Yamaha definitely, definitely had its times with me. I, when I first rode one, I pitched it sideways. Like I did like how I rode the Honda and it threw me off and, uh, I, I had an AC separation, but, um, it, it just, it was definitely tough, but, um, I felt like on my track right away, it was, it was a lot smoother and let's just say 10 minutes into the race, I wasn't feeling fatigued. It was about probably 15 minutes. Um, so I think it was, it was better for me. It's, it's just a learning experience because I've been riding a Honda, but riding a Yamaha now, I, I feel comfortable. My buddy JL has a Honda and he's like, wants me to ride it sometimes. And I just don't even really want to ride the thing because I don't want to put that thought in my head, but I just, I I'm really enjoying and feel really comfortable on a Yamaha. So I think everything's going to work out here soon. I just need to stay with what I'm doing. You, when I was watching you in Briarcliff, because unfortunately the, the first time I got to see you ride live was the first moto. Can you talk me through what happened in that first moto? Yeah. So in the first moto, I got a bad start and I got a bad start all weekend. Um, but the first moto, I got a bad start and I was going down the start straight away and there were some big boulders hitting me, which is no excuse, but, um, I was just riding behind people and, and just trying to make passes. And I went in the back section and I guess I just caught a tacky spot or Baldwin's motor really kicked in there. Um, and it, it just threw my one hand off and I was riding with the right hand on the gas and I kept giving it more gas and I just shot off the back. Um, and I, and I got back up and, uh, my right hand was hurting pretty bad. Um, and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with the thing. I think a rock hit it because my chest was all bloody from rocks. But I got back up and I just rode my race. I was really frustrated with myself for falling off because I know where we're at in points. Um, and then pretty much I'll just go into it right now. The second moto, it was it was pretty much do or die for me. Um, I was sitting on the gate 15 minutes before the race. I had my helmet and goggles on. Um, I didn't care really how tired I was or if I, you know, anything, if I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't nervous at all. I knew what I had to do. I knew I had to, to figure it back out because I got, you know, I got, I don't want to sound rude at all, but I, I feel heartbroken for what happened with Hogue. But um, for me, that was very lucky in the situation, like not, not referring to him breaking, but points wise. and. Um, I knew that that wasn't, that's not going to happen again. So if I don't get back up and, and, you know, run up front, we're going to be in a really big hole coming out of this race. So the gate fell, I got fourth or fifth off the start, uh, farther than that eighth off the start. Zach Decker had a little wreck in the second turn and, um, I, I snaked my way through to fifth and then I just rode behind Brandon Hogue for a while and, um, made a pass and just pretty much put my head down from there. Didn't care how tired I was. I just, just focused on myself, 
road like myself and the results came. Um, I think I tied for the podium, but or lost by one point to the podium, which was really good to end the, end the day that way from coming from that rough first moto. So you got fourth. Yep. I got fourth overall. Yep. That, that was a, that was a good comeback because you ended up third in the second moto, a strong third. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely a good ride. Um, I obviously didn't ride the first moto, so I had a little bit more energy, but, um, I felt really good throughout the race it, when the two lap card came out, I, I, you know, I was ready for 10 more minutes. Um, and I, I just, that's a race that I really enjoyed. I flowed on the track, um, and just had a lot of fun that second moto. Do you prefer the hard pack or the Sandy tracks? Um, <laughs> that's a question that's, that's weird for me because I practice sand at my house. So going into sunset, I was like, this is going to be a really good race. Um, we know what to sort of do here. I know what to do with the sand, the ruts, and, um, that completely flipped upside down on me. But then I go back and look at like a high point and I got a third overall. So I, I really just think whatever track, um, I'm, you know, thriving with that day. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind either. Uh, Briarcliff for me was really good. I just, in qualifying, I felt like we were going super fast and I was honestly a little bit scared to go much faster. That was a very fast, very fast course from what everybody tells me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely one of the faster tracks this year. Um, high points, always pretty fast, but just Briar cliff, the long straightaways with the wall jump off the start. But I, I really enjoyed the track, the second moto, like I said, um, and, and it was a really good race. As long as there was no rain, I'm sort of happy. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all right? Nobody, yeah. It's, I, I don't yeah, know many like, guys that are happy when it rains. Yeah, I don't, I try not to think about the bike because I don't have to deal with that, fortunately, but just all the, just, yeah, it's just muddy, muds everywhere, water, wet gear. It's just a mess. I'm going to put you on the spot here just for a second. What's it like working with a legend like Mark Baldwin? Um, That's, that's one of the people that, that's why I'll never, never give up, um, never quit. Like when I, when I fell off first moto. I was um, down on myself and, and didn't really want to continue that day. But um, just just people like Mark, I've been working with him since I got on a 250. My dad went to him and Mark built something that, that not a lot of people have ever seen. Um, and just working with Mark every every day and getting to ride a practice bike and going to different places and, and seeing what other people ride. Um, I, I respect Mark. I, I trust Mark. Um, just it's, it's really special to me knowing that like my idol growing up was John Natale and John Natale was in a, in a rough patch of his career for a couple of years. And, and my dad got him and Mark teamed up and, and it really turned his career around and just, just every day, honestly, Leonard, when I go to Mark's shop, it's, it's a little bit of a mess, but, um, Mark's work quality is, is, is next to none. Um, he touches every bolt on my, on my bike, on my motor. 
so I respect him. Um, he's always been there for, for my family and me. So I, I do this for Mark. Um, I wouldn't quit ever on Mark and I appreciate what he does. That's pretty good. I've known Mark a long time. I don't get to talk to him very much, but, uh, we were both very young when, when we started going to the nationals and, and he got to work with a really great guy in Tim Farr. And I was working with a guy named Doug Eichner. So it was, uh, it was both pretty, it was both pretty cool. Doug yeah. won championships in different kind of events than Timmy did, but, uh, it was, it was still really awesome to be a part of that time of the, of racing when there were so many legends. I mean, there were just so many guys that we can talk about, you know, it, it's crazy. Yeah, no. And that's, that's a little bit before my time, but just growing up and, and watching Mark's bike um, with Josh Upperman and then Jeffrey Rastrelli wrote it and then John Natale wrote it and just seeing how it always, the bike was reliable. Um, the setup was always, you know, really good. The motor package was always, I, I really think probably better than most um, Josh Upperman, as we know, pulled a lot of starts Jeffrey Rastrelli did really well. And then John Natale as well. Yeah. John Natale is a tough competitor, man. Yeah. That dude just growing up around him. Um, when I started nationals, he, he came to our house for a few years in a road and just, just seeing the mental grit that guy has, um, it's definitely taught me some things and, uh, I definitely try to try to, uh, replicate what he did. But um, just no one's as tough as him. Like he rode with a broken arm with a plate in it and ended up winning the title that year. And just just some of the things I look up to is he's he was just so good with the fans and the little kids. He always interacted no matter where he was at. He never said no. He would he would give you anything that you asked for. Like he, he was a super good guy. And if I wanted to be like someone, um, I would definitely want to be like John Natale and just give back to the sport and try to make it grow. That's pretty awesome. Those are high praises for John. I'm sure that he's going to love to hear that. Yeah, for sure. I, I respect him. And <laughs> if I could be like, like ride like any pro or be like mentally strong, I, I would definitely want to be like John Natale because I know he had some speed back in the day and, and just his, his physique and just everything about him. It's, it's super cool. Just he's a respectable guy and just being around him off the track. It's, it's the same as, you know, the way he is at the race. He doesn't just put on a front at the racetrack. So it's definitely someone that, that I would want to, you know, be like one day or just, just, you know, yeah. Would you like to see some of those old guys in their youth come out and race with you guys now? Yeah, I actually was talking about that to the, the other day with, with someone I would, I would love to see like, in a video game, you can do like time attacks where the, the ghost rider pops up and it would be super cool if we could get everyone in their prime and just see what the levels were like, even on the same quad they were on. Um, I know our quads are, are a little bit nicer, um, but I'm not, not <laughs> digging on any of those guys. I know they're all, they're all great. They're all fast. Um, Dustin Wimmer is definitely one I would love to see. Uh, he was like, going out right when I was coming around. Um, and I've heard his speed was crazy. I would love to see Cody Gibson. Um, just any of those old legends, Doug Gus, Tim Barr, um, Shane hit just any of those old guys. It would be super cool to see like 
us all ride together and just even if it wasn't like them in their prime even now just to be on a track with them and and just ride and just get knowledge from those guys it'd be pretty awesome yeah some of them from what i hear are still really fast yeah i I could believe that i could see like for instance john natale he's not you know way back but like i could see him getting on a quad and being within the same two seconds for you know a couple laps that dude i watched him drive a side-by-side last year at texplex and and he's running with guys that do that stuff every day um just anything he does he's he's good at you know and it would be cool to see he's got a lot of talent and a lot of feel for the way the machine's supposed to work and that yeah, helps, that helps him through so i want to i want to get into a conversation with you that you touched on when we introduced uh, you for the uh being third in points and you got chosen to be on the the designation team um Tell me a little bit about the emotion that you went through when you found out you were picked for the team. Yeah. So just going back on that a little bit, um, in 2017, when they first went, my brother went the first year and, um, just to see the quads like going overseas to race all the countries that race quads, it's really cool. And, um, just, we trained with Thomas in 2019 and, and to watch him go over there, and have a lot of success and just see, you know, how our competition stacks up against them. It was cool to ride with him and then see him over there doing really well. Um, but when I, when I found out I got chosen, I was, I was really, really stoked. Leonard. Um, that's something that I would never expect to get because I, I just feel like sometimes people are a little bit harder on me. Um, I'm not exactly sure why, but it's just been the way racing's been for me. Um, but to represent the the ATV motocross series in the whole U.S. that truly means the world to me, and um, and I I know that that it's a lot of pressure, but I trust myself and and my fitness to to do what I know how to do. Um, but I'm just super excited to go over there. I'm stoked. Um, and I understand that, that, that like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. I know you can get chose multiple years, but to be a top three racer and to get chosen to go over there is, is really special to me and whatever the team needs or whatever I need to do, I'm more than willing to do. And I'm just really excited to go over there and compete against all the other countries and try to bring back the, the nation's title for the U S how cool is it that the guy that's in your corner that takes care of your bike is the team captain? I think it's really cool. Um, for me personally, it's, it's going to be a little different. I haven't had a, uh, another mechanic um, other than Mark Baldwin for three years. So when I choose or I've already chosen my mechanic, but um, I just, just chose someone who, who I really trust and, and, you know, want to want to work with um but it's super cool and and mark baldwin to see him super involved with the sport as he's got all of our business to do uh with the atv motocross stuff and just see him put out a hand to help other people that's that's people that i want to work with and um i want to win be a champion with people like that uh so it definitely is really cool to see mark 
with everything he has to do, go out of his way and do the Team USA stuff for free. But, um, yeah, I'm just super excited to go over there, super excited to work with Mark as a team manager, super excited just to ride with Joel and Chad. Um, it's going to be different because we're on a team. So it's just it's going to be super fun. Um, and, and I'm just super excited. Have you had a chance to work one on one with with Joel or Chad? Um, uh, like riding for fun. Um, I, I rode at Chad's house. Uh, I, I've done riding schools when I was like 11, 12, um, and they were the teachers. But it's it's definitely something that I've never done where we've had to do a you know a team race or it's almost like a buddy race but it's your two biggest competitors that you race at the ATV motocross series but it's Leonard it's going to be super fun um I know that that we'll do what we need to do um I'm super excited we'll we'll get some good starts and and put on a show for everyone over there but the main thing is I'm going to stay focused um and and be strong for Team USA and and do what we need to do. What month do you guys go? Uh, September twenty fourth is the day of the race. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll be over there a week or two early. Um, and then we'll just go from there. So right after the series is over, yeah, there's a month. Yeah, so you got to stay training, stay focused, and yeah, no, for sure. Trust me, I, I think like some of those other guys, they might take some time off or whatever, but uh, I'm fully committed. Um, I'm taking absolutely no time off. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to do everything right, put good gas in my body, uh, train hard, and just make sure that I'm 110% going over there. Um, get over there a few days early, get, get acclimated to the sleep schedule. Um, and just, yeah, we're just going to go from there, but I'm going to do everything that I can to be perfect and, uh, everything will will come together for the U S how much traveling abroad have you got to do in your life? Um, I've, I've, I went to, um, Germany with team USA two years ago. Um, I went to Canada, Mexico a few times, but, uh, nothing crazy overseas. I just went to Germany. And uh, that that was pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. Jumping on a time change like that is is definitely something that I need to focus when I'm doing this and just make sure that I'm 100% when it's time to ride. Um, but yeah, I'm just like I keep saying, I, I don't I can't say it enough. I'm super excited. And, and I promise you, I'm going to be 110% when I go over there and um, just just stay focused. You made a comment to me to me during the press conference about social media. Um, I don't necessarily need you to comment on this, but just a piece of advice from someone that has listened to multiple different sides of this thing. Uh, we're proud of you. We want you to be there. You've earned your spot. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Yeah, no, thank you, Leonard. I appreciate that. Um, just, just it's sort of it hurts me. Um, in my heart, to be honest with you, I know it's people that don't truly know me or know, you know, the racing or they're not at the racetrack, but I, to be honest with you, I try to give back any way I can. I I'll give anyone, whatever they ask for off my bike, helmet, gloves, you know, 
And I just really try to make the sport a better place, safe place for people to come. And just going on Instagram and seeing people say negative comments about about my my family's wealth and what we have, um, it, it it hurts me to be honest with you, um, because my parents' wealth has absolutely nothing to do with with me getting third. I can tell you right now that that my bike, Chad Wiener's bike, Joel Hetrick bike, Jeffrey Rastrelli's bike, uh, just any pro rider are all in the same realm of a budget. I've I think I've worked for what I have. Um, for granted, I have had some nice bikes coming up. But in the pro class, we're all on the same bike. And I I get third. I've gotten third in years past in points. And just just for people to go out of their way and say the negative comments, it, it truly hurts me. Um, that's why I decided to delete Instagram and Facebook. Um, it's just It's just super sad to me that that we have to be super negative in this sport where it's already dying. I try my best. I, I talk to anyone that comes up to me, you know, I, I try to do anything, uh, uh, just give anyone any part they need. I don't, you know, I don't do this for money. Like I told you, it's a hobby for me. So for people to say that, that money, this, or he doesn't deserve it. This guy deserves it. I've gotten third. I've worked my hardest. And to see the people that are really controlling this sport choose me and the, the, the fans that matter to me, it's, it's truly a blessing to see that, that there are positive people in this sport and just all the negative people. Um, I think you guys definitely need to, to, to meet me or uh, just see what, what I try to do or my family tries to do for the sport um, because I think you guys might be a little bit shocked. That's true. That is very true. So let's talk about your inner circle, mom, dad, Izzy, brother. How did all that go over with everyone? And, you know, what was their reaction when they found out and when you talked to them about it? Um, They were super stoked. They know for me um, that's this racing stuff has been a dream of mine. When I was on a 50, I dreamed of being in the pro class and I was I was never really sure if I could make it just looking at the competition that was in the sport. Um, but they, they were stoked. My brother's always super supportive. My, my parents pretty much at all costs, will do whatever it takes to get over there. Um, just, just my family and my, my close people, they're all supportive. Um, just, yeah, it was, it was super awesome for me. I got told a couple couple days couple weeks early that i got chosen just don't say anything um because they wanted to make a social media release um so it, it was super cool for me leonard uh i i would you know i would yeah i could show a lot of emotion in person or like just you know just how excited i was but just going back on it i'm super excited like i said and I'm ready to go over there and, and perform for our country and all of our racers. And, and hopefully everyone enjoys it. And uh, we all have a good time there. I know that I got to meet your mom and your dad at, at the standing in front of your brother's uh, easy yeah. Uh, yeah. canopy. And um, your mom is one proud mama. Yeah, she's, she's definitely proud. Um, she doesn't, <laughs> She tells us, you know, good job, good luck or whatever. But if it comes down to it, she's definitely a little tough sometimes. Or if we're being a little negative, she'll she'll tell us, you know, what we need to do or 
or how to do it a little bit better. But it's it's super cool to see my parents. They come to all the races. My Nana comes to all the races. Um, my girlfriend's there for a lot of the training like she is right now. And she comes to the races. Um, it definitely makes it easy for me. A, a supportive group is is what I like with my softer heart. And uh, it's it's all good. It just, you know, life's sometimes hard with, with going on social media. I try to do everything I can. And then I have a tough race and, and there's people trying to bring me down or well, just say stuff. You just need to ignore that, brother, and you just keep doing what you're doing because that's what it's all about is, is there's highs and lows in racing and there's pluses and minuses. There's good races. There's bad races. There's wins, there's losses. And when they set out to pick the top three guys, you were the third guy. Yeah. No question. There was no question. There was no, I mean, when I talked to him, there was, it wasn't even an, okay, this is, this is who it is. This is where he is. This is what's going on. This is the guy. Yeah, and I think Mark Baldwin and Harv Whipple are, are obviously people tell them who to choose or or recommend people. Um, but they're the the main people I think Harv Whipple chooses at the end of the day. Um, and just to see the AMA referee of our series, like no favoritism, you know, a neutral guy with our sport um, to be be selected as the third guy is is truly an honor. And um, I I just respect that that he's did the right decision and and I'm just super excited to go and, and just have a good time with the people and, and just perform. That's awesome. Let's talk about this race. That's coming up. You know, I want you to get your, get back on the national scene, get back focused. Um, what do you think of the track that you guys are going to? Um, to be honest with you, I love pleasure Valley. Pleasure Valley has been good to me. Uh, the track owner, Jeff Cernick is, is an awesome person. And for what he does for the quads is, is one of the most, um, he does the most as a promoter, he does a fireworks show. He he'll make whatever adjustments the pros ask and, and he takes care of the track and, and just to go, go to a track that, that is, it's been on, it's been on AMA schedule for, it was in when I went in 2011. So just to see that we're going back to tracks that the promoter actually cares to have us the tracks good um just the environment for me at pleasure valley is super super awesome i love racing there um i podium there the last two years so I'm, I'm super excited going in this year i feel obviously better than i've felt um so i'm just gonna stay focused stay doing what i'm doing and i i definitely think the results will come I think it was you on that big center jump. I'm pretty positive it was you. When you would come off that front, that center jump, your front end would be higher and you would break tap and bring the front end down. Was that, were you doing that for a specific reason or is that just the way the bike was set up? Um, no, to be honest, that, that, that quad face is super steep. And I've, I've, I've always ran my suspension a little bit softer just so I don't get so much bar feedback. Um, but that thing definitely had some kick to it. And, um, just having the technique to brake tap is, is definitely always good to have in the bag of tricks. I don't prefer to do it. Um, just because you're relying on the clutch and the brakes. Um, but it was just, 
it was a big jump. It's tough to get over. And to make it a little bit smoother, I, I prefer to break that. Yeah, because I noticed that Chad didn't do it a couple laps. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a big jump. Um and yeah, it's it's big for sure. You just come off that straightaway and you're on it in fourth. Um and you hit that jump and you're like, wow, I'm up here and you're going pretty fast. Yeah, that, that that's pretty awesome. Uh what's the consistency of Pleasure Valley as far as the dirt? Um, it's it starts out pretty pretty soft, pretty loamy because he tills it. Um, but then it gets rutted, hard packed. Um, he adds some mulch in to slow it down and make it a little bit rougher. But it's honestly when when he has it Saturday, it's it's a super nice track. It's always watered. Um, the dirt's super good. the the cha- The most challenging part about that track is that off camper, uh, camber. I don't know if you've seen the picture, but I tipped over in qualifying on it. And just hitting that in the race, we hit the same line and it gets super rutted up and super rough. Um, and on a, on a quad and off camber, isn't the best thing to hit, but, um, (laughs) it's a really fun track. I enjoy it. Um, and just the environment of the facility is, is amazing. The owner's great. And, um, yeah. Any big, is there big air there too, as well? Yeah. So that, that, quad that you referred to is is pretty big um and then there's a triple after the finish line that's that's pretty peaky um it's just mainly high speed not not as fast as Briarcliff, but it's high speed and there's there's a couple big jumps but it's a pretty jumpy track but they're not necessarily big jumps uh doubles or tabletops uh a variety of both Oh, good. Cause I'm not, I'm not super familiar with, with it. I vaguely remember seeing some videos of there. Unfortunately, I haven't got to travel to, to, to a lot of these places. Uh, we went to different racetracks when I was going back there. Um, so I didn't get, I didn't get to, uh, plus we were TT motocross. We can go to five motocrosses and five TT races. So let me ask you this. Did you ever race at a track called Boyd Raceway in Texas? Yes, sir. So that's, that's 10 minutes from, from where I live. That place is, that place was talked about. Okay. So we're going back 30 years. Okay. That yeah. place was talked about before I started going to the nationals to uh, mechanic and, and work on machines. And um, it was fast. It's, I don't even know. Do they still race there? Yeah, they do. They race, they race dirt cars there. I know now that the dirt, I mean, I don't know what it was like back then, but it gets potholes in it. It gets pretty sketchy. Um, I know a lot of the dirt car racers aren't, aren't a huge fan of it, but it's changed owners quite a few times. Uh, actually a couple of years ago, quick, crazy story is one of the kids, my brother graduated with his parents owned it. And it was just crazy hearing Mark say, yeah, we used to race at Boyd Raceway. And I'm like, wow. And then there was a motocross track not far from us, 30 minutes, Oak Hill Raceway. I don't remember that one. Uh, we raced yeah, it was Wolf the Creek. Where? Wolf Creek. Yeah, I see that was before me. Yeah, that I don't even know where that is in conjunction with yeah. just in Texas. No, it was it was just it's super cool to just see like some of the, you know, we're we're by a track that 
that you guys used to go to and just hearing some of the stories and and I go there on the weekends just to watch dirt car races. It's pretty cool. Well, you'll love this. They, in one of the, I don't know if it was a main event heat race. I don't, I don't exactly remember, but some local guy ran off the back of the track and freaking when he came back on, he busted through the fence to get back on the track at speed. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, Marty Hart told me about that. And I, I believe, I, I believe that there's some crazy stuff like that happened when we were there as well. It was just, uh, it was fast. Uh, you had to have a good machine. It had to be set up right. And, uh, it was just, it was just a iconic place because there was so much history there with some big races. Yeah, that's definitely something I would love to see. I should come back into the nationals is where they had a couple different like style of racing, like TT and MX, because I definitely think you might see some, a couple more Hondas on the TT stuff. And then some Yamahas on the motocross stuff because flat track and just from drifting a Honda on a motocross track, I think the Honda is pretty planted and it's, it's a pretty good bike on, on a little bit smoother of a, of a track. Well, that funny that you say that because George Davis, the gentleman that helped me in the interview. Yep. Yep. Told me the, the day after that some of the main guys in the series that he runs, the pro guys, the fast guys switched to Yamaha's. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I saw. I saw Brad Riley's on a Yamaha now. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not questioning his decision at all. Um, but just from riding a Honda, I feel like they're, they're a little bit better when you pitch them. Um, obviously we don't have a sway bar and all of those things, but I just, I just don't see how a Yamaha's, I mean, maybe the tires help the slicks, you know, but I just, a Yamaha's a more of a straight line bike and in a Honda, you can pitch around a little bit. So it's, it's funny that you say that I do a lot of concrete testing. Yeah. And I would prefer to ride a Yamaha or a Suzuki any day. Really? Yep. Because they just, they turn inside the Honda. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you have a setup Honda, now that's a different story. But when you go and you get on that stock Yamaha R or the stock LTR, they, they just. Yeah, I, I could agree with that for sure. Cause they're probably a little bit wider. Uh, they're just lower and they're planted. I mean, they're just awesome. So much fun. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I've done a lot of testing in uh, concrete areas where uh, you don't get to take them out to the dirt. You're getting more positive traction and, and, you know, we've tested all kinds of different stuff and it's, it's a lot of fun, but uh, the two funnest machines to, to ever test ride an 88 yep. U50R with a mid range pipe on it and a 36 PJ. And an LTR. LTR. Best two bikes to test ride ever. Yeah, I can see an LTR being pretty good because I know LTR spindles are still a thing. LTR breather boxes are still a thing. So LTR definitely made some good stuff. Um, and I think in a couple of years, we might see one in the pro class. An LTR? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to get parts, isn't it? Yeah, I've just heard a rumor. 
Um, there's a pro-am kid who rides an LT, the Walsh hybrid, um, and he's rode it for a couple of years. So they might try to go LTR, which would be pretty cool to see. I, I can think that they would have speed. Um, if they can get the parts and keep it running, uh, yeah, I think that it, it'll compete. Yeah, I agree. I, I just have heard the trainees are a little bit of a problem, but. Yeah, third, third week. Third yeah. Week. That's what's so great about that Yamaha is that training is just so durable. Yeah, that's what's nice about it. It definitely brings down the cost a little bit so you don't have to buy a billet training. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's crazy stuff, man. What uh, What do you think the um, – what is your forecast for the last three rounds? I think Bryce Ford comes in, surprises a few people, and um, has a good end to his season. He's going to end it like he started the season, come in, um, hit some solid <laughs> – hit some solid laps, do – qualify a little bit better than he has been um but I, i'm just super excited to race these next few tracks i, I really enjoy pleasure valley i've qualified fastest at loretta's before uh, redbud before um i started my pro career at, at loretta's um so I, i'm just super excited just gonna stay focused i really like these next three tracks so definitely think i'm in a good spot so when you talk about qualifying, that just sets your starting position for gate pick? Yeah, it's just like for me from years past and just racing, I feel like if you can set that one lap speed, back it down a little bit and you'll be set. Um, it's just a little bit of a confidence booster. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We never, I never got to do much qualifying. We used to, you know, your practice times would – set you up for how you felt and or how the day was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty, that's pretty good that you have the things that, that pick out. So let's say you don't qualify where you want, how does that set your mind for that first moto? What, what is your goal at that point? Um, so definitely uh, if you don't qualify, well, I would try to get a good start and just latch on to the riders that, you know, maybe if you pull the start, go hard as you can. But if you get second or third, just latch on the guy in front of you and just learn where you're a little bit slower. That's one of the hardest things about qualifying is it's you have to find your own lines and maybe your lines are a little bit off. Um, so just latch on to the guys that are in front of you and just ride your race, breathe, and just be consistent with it. And I, I, like, like I said, I think qualifying is important, but um, I think it, it doesn't mean much, um, but it definitely is nice to qualify good because it shows you have the speed. Right. When you, because this has happened to you, you've had Chad and Joel behind you. Do you just ride your race or are you thinking about it? If they're behind me, um, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about it a little bit. <laughs> uh, just their speed this year and, and just in years past, um, they're super fast. Um, and just going, going back a little bit, the way I started the season mentally, I was a little bit stronger. Um, but right now I, I 
pretty much reset at Briarcliff um, because I, I taught myself that that your mental strength can definitely control how you do. So I just just want to reset and uh, focus on myself and just be mentally strong and, and trust what I've done because at Texas this year. I didn't really expect much, and I led the race for 16 of the 24 minutes, um, which is is a good majority of the race. So I know I can do it. And Texas isn't a track I ride. I'm just comfortable with the way the track comes in. So I just need to be focused mentally, I think, hit my marks, do my thing, and the results will come. So you led 16 minutes. What do you think the key is to lead the rest of them? Um, I think the key is, is, is for me to focus on myself. Um, don't worry about who's behind you. And uh, I just need to get used to being in that environment, just pulling the start. Like I'm, I'm scatterbrained a little bit. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I got to go. And then I end up wearing myself out. But if I would just ride consistent, which I, I really did well. Um, but then once I passed Joel back, I was waiting for him to pass me back. And it's like, once you do that, you're done, you know. Right. Um, but it, it's just, it's a time thing. The first year I raced, I led half a lap. And then I led a lap. And then I led, you know, the next race, I did a little bit more. And then the second year, I didn't do too great. And then this year I, I led 16 minutes. I haven't done too great. I need to pull some starts again and just, just let it all come together. Well, I think you need to keep working on that mental game because you got skills and you can ride. So maybe if we, if we take the mental, you know, just go ride with the muscle memory that you have and just go do what you do and keep your mind out of it. Maybe you'll go faster. I, I agree 100% with you, to be honest, Leonard. When I race on the track things like hitting a jump or this or that, I don't think very much. But when it comes to doubting myself or, you know, questioning myself, I definitely do it a little bit more than I should. Um, I should definitely trust myself and, and just my my physical fitness and my my um, technique on a bike. Um, it's something I've been working on. I think I've gotten a lot better over the years. It's just having that confidence and, and knowing you should be there. Exactly. Um, that's, yeah. That's awesome. I, I I think that you keep working on that path and you keep working on those things and, and you'll grow and be faster. Cause you're already, I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the top seven, eight guys in the class and looking at it from my viewpoint from Briarcliff, yes, Joel and Chad, had a little bit of a gap on everybody, but it wasn't as big as past years. So I, I haven't really looked at the times exactly. I just I checked. I didn't look at the times at all. I'm just visualizing what yeah. I see on the track. Yep. 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 So th the second moto is, is the only one I was up there in. And, um, to be within the same straightaway is, is second, which was Chad and to be where I can see Joel. You know, that's that's a positive um, because I know in years past it's been 40 seconds. And this year I've noticed we've we've definitely been getting it down to 20 to 15 seconds, which is still a lot. But um, I definitely see a change in pace in the third place, guys. 
obviously Joel and Chad are getting better every day in every race, but, but we're getting there and we're closing that gap, which is super cool to me. And I think I'll be one of those riders to be up there, but I also think that there can be multiple of us that can, can battle for a win here soon. Um, if I had to guess, I would say, you know, there's going to be two or three of us pushing up to Joel and Chad here. Well, maybe I was a little premature thinking that somebody else was going to be on the top of the box this year. Maybe it's next year. Maybe, I don't know, but I'm looking at you, Brandon, Nick Janusa, Max, um, Jeffrey, I'm looking at you guys going, okay, guys, I'm, I'm waiting this you're there. All you have yeah, to do is unleash the monster and you're there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, and, and I think that was going really good at Texas for me. I just got to find the flow in another track and, and get a good start and, um, go from there. But, but I definitely think that, that myself and, and a couple of those other guys are, are right there to doing it. It's just all gotta, gotta come together and, and you gotta trust yourself, which, which I do trust myself. And, and I think it's going to come. Um, and I know it's going to come. I just need to focus again. And, and like I said, I restarted after that, that second moto really at Briarcliff and, and realized that, you know, my mental game. And if I trust myself, everything can, can definitely work out. I totally agree with you, brother. Uh, I really want to, Bryce, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. I know we had a little bit of a scheduling difficulties, um, but thank you so much for giving me some of your time. I know it's getting late there and, and uh, you need your rest because you are training hard and racing and, and uh, thank you so much, bud. Yeah, no problem, Leonard. Thank you for having me on. Um, thank you for coming to the race at Briarcliff. It was, it was pretty cool seeing you there. And just, you know, you got to see sort of what the East Coast Nationals is up to. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely like to see what, what our series can do or what, what the people can do to get you at more races. And maybe we could do a, you know, a live interview at the track or after the podium or just, you know, get, get some attention back to our sport that we've, we've needed. And just to see you truly try to push for that. And, um, it's, it's special to me and I appreciate you doing that for us because if it wasn't for people like you, our sport wouldn't be here. Um, so it's, it's really awesome to see everything that you put into it. And I know I did an interview before with you. I didn't promote it super hard. I just, I'm not, not good at the promotion side of things. I'm just a genuine, um, 20 year old kid trying to, trying to make it in this sport. Um, and I, I just, I really appreciate it, what you do for the sport and just like, just, yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. I appreciate everything. You guys are awesome. And I had a great time. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org 
or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.